0: Okay, we are
1: recording. We're doing it. We're in the new studio, aka my roommate's old room. Yes. <laughs> Before that, it was my office. And now it's back to being my office.
2: I love these evolutions. Thank <sighs> you for the history. You're welcome. The love Wikipedia it. page on this room is going to be oh my amazing. God. Oh, my God. So
1: much sex magic has happened in this room. <laughs> I come and I've cried in that in that sound booth.
2: <laughs> you come and cry in that sound <laughs> well, booth? Well, I come out here and then I cry in your the sound m- booth. Is that your masturbatorium? This is your masturbatorium.
3: Wow. That is a great in word. I, I feel so honored.
2: Oh, the, the voice that you're
1: hearing, everybody, is the voice of uh, acclaimed, amazing, <laughs> wonderful comedian, Michael Malone. Hi, Michael. Hi. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to my masturbatorium. Yeah, I, I love it.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: nice love and sticky. This. I like yeah, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is that what that is? That's why mm-hmm. the
1: air is so thick in here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Mm.
1: That's not must,
3: that's lust. Yep.
2: <laughs> well, listen, as we know, <laughs> thickness is on trend. So. Thickness
1: is on trend. Hi, everyone. I'm Jenny Zagrino. I'm a
2: comedian. I'm Kat Eves and I'm a stylist. And this is Gotti. Gotti Positive. positive. <laughs> I don't know why you didn't say it with me. But I don't know. I was, I, you know, I'm on autopilot today. Are you on autopilot a little bit? It's Monday morning. Yes. I
1: mean, my flight's literally in 10 hours. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. At? I'm going to uh, Rhode Island, oh. New Hampshire, Maine. Massachusetts, New York.
3: Well, why and those first ones?
1: <laughs> <laughs> there's show. You know how it is. Because there's um, a show there.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Because oh, fifty drunk people want to yell at me, yep. at, <laughs> so at, at, I'm yep, getting at on the, a plane, baby. Yeah. At the
1: Shaskeen, which when this comes out, that's tomorrow. It'll be tomorrow. So yeah, right. If you're in the uh, Manchester, <laughs> New Hampshire area, come to the Shaskeen for the Ruby Room comedy. Ooh, the
2: Shaskeen. The Shaskeen. Oh, this name. What it's does it of, mean? It's Irish. It is all right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could have told me anything, and I'd be like, "Wow, okay, it's a it's a Finnish bar. It's it's (laughs) abominable snowman themed. Yeah, pretty Uh, much. I I want to go to that. I want to go to that. Yeah, um,
1: yeah. So, um, that's that's the tour. Anyways, um, we (laughs) brought Michael Malone here because you just dropped another special
3: yes yes uh it's called wait and see it's out uh right now for free on youtube or you can go watch it on my website at malonecomedy.com
1: and i was there for the premiere of it
3: you were you were hanging there yeah. at ben glebe's house which is great and we did it over a like a weird uh, so ben has a he built a comedy club in his house during the pandemic yeah. and he's got a stage and a piano and a, like everything set up like like the improv yeah. wow um, and
1: three projections so yeah. you can you're surround you can be surrounded by an all audience. Whoa. Yeah. And so you, you get
3: on stage, there's like a little camera right in front of you. And then you look out and there's these three giant projector screens mm-hmm. and it just, you're just looking out into a crowd. Uh, and so we, wow. he'd never done a premiere like that before. It was so amazing. We, yeah. We premiered the special and, and there's even like a little lounge area there in his house mm-hmm. with like a couple couches. And so you can have a handful of people there. And so you get wow. actual people and then people over Zoom. It was really this cool. This is like yeah.
2: such a different way of doing
3: comedy now. Oh huh? yeah. Yeah. And he's had like Bill Has been there, Sarah Silverman. They've all like, wow. I just, it's so wild to think that like, a that comedy can happen anywhere like that. Yeah, yeah. And b that. It, it is that old saying, like, if you build it, they will come. Like yeah. Imagine having Bill Burr knock on your door to do, you know, have you had to hey. perform in your fucking living room? <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. I heard uh, there was a show
2: here. There's <laughs> a show here?
1: Uh, oh, I got to
3: move my car. Hold on, I'll be back. <laughs>
2: it's fucking brilliant. <laughs> it's so funny because I feel like it used to be like if, if you were – had a performer in your living room it was like for your you were like a rich guy and it was your 16 year olds you know right. birthday yeah. party or yeah or it was whatever. like
1: like the the when, remember when the marvelous miss mazel first started it was like she would entertain like you would just have someone come over to your house during yeah. a party and yeah. just be like yeah i'm gonna tell some jokes and then leave
3: yeah it's so bizarre the evolution of comedy and the yeah and it's it's so weird too like during the pandemic how how sick we are as comedians where we're like we gotta find a way
1: (laughs) uh, someone needs to hear these thoughts in my head i've got a fart
3: joke the world needs you're you're gonna stand in front of your fucking couch in front of your webcam and like
1: here it is world (laughs) i think oh they weren't ready for it that's why they didn't like it they just weren't ready for it (laughs) i'm too edgy
2: So, Michael, I asked you to come prepared with something today. Yes. I said, what's something that's living in your head rent-free right now? Yeah. And your response was?
3: It's the TikTok uh, song right now, the My Money Don't Jiggle Jiggle. It It Falls.
1: falls. (laughs) I like you when you wiggle wiggle, for sure.
2: I, You know, this is the thing is like, it's funny because I... My answers are all nerdy right now. I'm in, like, a real, like, I'm so into science right now. I think I'm just retreating out of, like, human life and just into, like, what's nature doing? Because everything else (laughs) sucks. But yeah. I loved that yours was. Uh, I loved that yours was that because that song. I hate that song. I hate it.
3: Um, <laughs> I don't think that's legal. I think I don't think you you're legally allowed like to it. hate that song. It's...
2: What do you hate about it? I, um, you know what the problem is, is? I don't think I hated it until I saw the real video of him doing oh, it. And the girl just being
1: like, "Do you remember any of your raps?" <laughs> yeah, I loved yeah. it. Yes, because the money don't jiggle, jiggle. It folds.
2: It's not just that, it's that he's sitting, He, they're like in a restaurant, they're like in a, it's a chicken shop, so they're like sitting in a chicken shop and he's like, they're just too casual, it's not a performance, he's right. just like sitting there in like a uncomfortable that's what, chair. That's great. And then she's doing this like little <laughs> d- d- dance with it that's like really, it just makes it more awkward. And then it's just the deep most, it's just the most deeply cringe. See, I felt that
3: way about the original version of it where he's actually performing it. Oh, I And he's like seen rapping that. I won't, it. And I will not see it. It's cringeworthy. Mm-hmm. And then like the laid back version, I'm like, oh, this is it. Yeah. Look up the original because it's it was out 10 years before. Yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, you know that's how the BBC works anything popular (laughs) (laughs) 10 years years later America's like have you heard
0: this (laughs) have you
2: guys
3: heard about the BBC
2: I just like to think that like that's what Gen Z is right now just learning about BBC existing at all Mm -hmm. Uh, they're gonna find out so soon it's gonna be great so my
3: girlfriend has a 15 year old and she just told me the other day she goes she was playing Nirvana and she's like have you heard of Nirvana and (gasps) I go yeah I've heard of Nirvana and she goes yeah they're from the Batman soundtrack
2: what no No, this isn't real Uh, is this real? This is real. No. No. They're from the Batman. <laughs> <laughs> man, wait till I oh. tell you what's going on with the oh, band Nirvana man. these days. Get... <laughs>
3: <laughs> Just like Batman, dark ending. Okay, uh, let me tell you.
1: My, one of my favorite TikToks is this mom with her like 15-year-old daughter who's wearing a Nirvana shirt. I, I was, But it's Hanson. Hanson, yes, yes. 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 Do you know who that is? It's Nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> both the mom and like the friend just lose it. And love I'm just it. like, it's so
2: good. You know yeah. what? I, I I love Gen Z. And I, I think it's really funny how much millennials chase the approval of Gen Z so oh, yeah. hard. Like We're yeah. so like, oh, I can't wear my hair on a side part anymore because Gen Z says it's not cool. Like one girl on TikTok who's like 14 and lives in the middle of Nebraska <laughs> is like, don't wear side parts anymore. And everybody from the, all millennials are like, oh. Oh good, haircuts right now. But I do think that it's really funny that there's stuff out there that's just low key, just trolling them. Yeah. So I just uh you know, they need it. I, I
3: will yeah. say this <laughs> the only thing worse than getting made fun of kids when you were in high school is getting made fun of high school kids when you're not in high school oh, anymore. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I feel like
1: this is a theory that I have is that we are the first generation because we don't have like a lot of us don't have kids. Um, and are right. always like still like we don't have the stability that our parents had we are still striving to be cool like we, yeah. and we live online mm-hmm. we are still in the, the world of cool while like our parents had kids and had these jobs and we're just like i'm 30 i don't know I don't, yeah I'm not cool and uh. like to me to meet a 30 year old that's not cool i'm like what have you been doing you yeah. <laughs> fucking like loser yeah
3: the, the age uh what is it the the age evolution that we've come into like even like you're not even old until you're like 70 now i know and it used to be 30 <laughs> it used I know. To be like my mom's 30 she's not cool <laughs> Now you're, like, you're yeah. like cool until you're forty at least. Yeah,
2: I think I think that's like when you're your most comfortable too. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I don't know. I I think you're right. I think you might be cooler at forty. Maybe that's forty. I mean, yeah. forty two. I'm gonna say forty two. Forty two. I
1: remember being like, well, uh, you know what? I want to date a guy who's. 34, he'll have it together. <laughs> <laughs> together.
3: <laughs> oh, he'll have right. a studio apartment by himself. <laughs> oh my God. He won't live with friends at 34. No.
2: Nope. I do remember judging people I knew who were over 30 who were, like, at a bar every day. I was like, what are you doing? Oh, yeah. And now I'm just like, those are just my friends. Yeah, <laughs> they're, t- they're tired. They're, they're tired. They're relaxed. <laughs> they're,
1: well, I mean, I was still, you know, to Why be Why you fair... guys aren't hustling right now? Right,
3: right. You, you know, guys what to be You should be, be fair, on though? the grind.
2: <laughs> Why aren't you grinding? Why aren't you grinding? I know. Actually, though, I think I was, I was right. I was <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they probably shouldn't be at the bar every day. No. But.
3: I I will say this, the generation coming up behind us, right? This uh, they they are uh, breaking down all of the barriers that we were trying to fight for you know what I mean like nobody's getting married anymore nobody's going to church nobody's buying a house yeah it's all these ideas that we were so ingrained with that we had to do it was like well why do I have to get married because your brother's getting married you're like okay yeah. why do I gotta go to church everybody go to church and you just had this gatekeeper of your parents or older people in the community that were just like this is the way it is Yeah. Yeah. and we were like but we don't wanna do that and they were like shut up and go and now this generation behind us is like I don't wanna go to church and we're like me fine in either. Yeah. I never <laughs> wanted to go. So what are you talking like, about? Let's not go. It's you know, like this yeah. new idea yeah. of breaking the mold and breaking these these traditions that have like haunted us or, oh, yeah. or guilted us into it for so long that we're yeah. like, oh, thank you for relieving us of it. Right. Everybody under twenty five is living in a fucking van, and they're like, this is the way life I should know, be. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm polyamorous, <laughs> and I drive a van. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, well, you can just fuck I'm everybody and not system. have rent. <laughs> yeah. They're
1: they out really of the system. Well, I want to talk. We're gonna bring it back to the special because sure. I've known you for a long time and I've seen the evolution, you
0: of your
1: of your comedy <laughs> and how your stuff. Because I was there for the taping of. Um, I've been there for uh, what was the taping you did at the Ice House? Laugh after death. Laugh after death, yeah. which was so funny and <laughs> so dark. And then this one is also very funny, very dark, and deals with—should I say what it deals? Oh with? yeah, yeah. It deals with uh, you kind of coming to like this really dark place and um, having to call like a suicide hotline. Yeah. And and moving past through that. Yeah. Which um, I think is is not talked enough especially from a male perspective
3: too. Yeah. And that's what I, I, you know, uh, grief is such a isolating thing Mm -hmm. and depression and all of those feelings. You feel so alone and you feel like, eh, you know, nobody else could be feeling this way. Yeah. I remember having those thoughts when my mother died, when, you know, there was a few days after and I'm cleaning out our house and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm in all this sorrow. I'm just drowning in this woe. And, I'm scrolling through Twitter and people are going to concerts and they're doing this and yeah. that. And I'm like, don't you realize my mom is dead? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how could you go see Hootie and the Blowfish? Mom's dead. <laughs> you know? Also... <laughs> why are you bragging
2: about going to see Hootie in the Blowfish it's Eve 6 or nobody else it's Ohio
3: you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> much like the BBC Ohio's 10 years behind <laughs> um, yeah. so so I just you know this idea of like the world is still moving on without you and it, mm-hmm. it, but you don't know it when you're in it yeah. and I remember feeling so isolated and that's when I started opening up about it on stage about losing Wayne and my mother back to back and, and when I started telling those stories he's on stage I was getting the reaction I'd never gotten before it yeah. was, it was more connecting with an audience and yeah. they were sharing their stories with me I had people coming up and hugging me afterward we just lost my brother we just did this. we did it and it was yeah. so nice you to you know talk about this and we feel alone and so it was just kind of a natural evolution when I started moving forward with grief and and talking about depression and going to therapy for the first time mm-hmm. especially being a dude
1: how old were you when you first into therapy
3: uh 34 Christ. So yeah and it was you know it, that blows my mind because you you when you also when you're in it in in the time that i was in it it's scrolling through Twitter again, and, and social media, you find where everybody's like, "I'm depressed, I'm uh-huh. anxious, I can't even go to the store." I and you're like, "Oh, this is, this is trendy." I don't want to seem like yeah. I'm not. Yeah, dep- maybe I'm just. Getting sold. You're just, sold tr- you're just trending. Yeah, oh, exactly. But yeah, maybe there's like, and I didn't want to, I felt dirty to even be like, hey, I'm I'm really depressed.
2: Interesting. <laughs> you know? Man, I've never thought about it that way. Yeah. Though. That's interesting. There people,
3: is... It's in our language now, right? Mm-hmm. It's in our slang. People yeah. are like, they screwed up my Starbucks order. I want to fucking kill myself. And you're like, yeah. hey, I really want to kill myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you're like, it felt weird being. Uh, public about that or even allowing myself to know that about about yeah. myself to well, be like oh I am depressed
1: there is also too with comedians because we are so good at, at um, curated vulnerability
3: oh yeah we're yeah, not yeah.
1: really vulnerable we're very mm. curated about it so the so I think that actually being vulnerable on stage is much scarier but you do it in such a great way like the way you do it is so engaging and interesting to watch also your sweater that you wore yeah. oh my god we actually
2: just invited us yeah. did you see yeah, the sweater right. yeah the sweater is the so sweater can you describe it though the sweater
1: it's it like has skulls on it and symbols of death but symbols of life and it's just like there's everything going it's, on in this sweater it's a pretty
3: dope sweater uh, well, yeah first off thank you and also the sweater it, it's amazing right yeah. it's the like great. <laughs> it, it steals was... the show <laughs> uh, <laughs> It was like somebody made it f- for my material. It yeah. was like somebody yeah. had heard the show before and yeah. they were like, I got it. I got something for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was like especially tailored. Yeah. Uh, That's it. Yeah. And when I was going through, you know, yeah, you, you prepare for something and you're like, I don't know what to wear. Cause it's, yeah. you know, it's going to be recorded forever. Uh, and so, you know, you're, you're going through all the outfits. I was showing my girlfriend, I had like four or five different things on and, and, uh, I was like, I don't know, and she and she goes, "What do you want to wear?" And I go, "I want to wear this sweater." Mm-hmm. And she goes, "Wear it." Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's really loud, and I don't know. And she's like, "All male comedians dress like stepdads." Yeah, <laughs> <she> it's true. She is not right. Wear the too. fucking sweater. Oh my god, that's uh, so funny. Yeah, and so I'm glad I did. And it, uh, yeah, and it goes with everything. It goes with the theme. It and goes yeah. with the theme. It yeah. looked
1: good on stage, and it also too that this special is so accessible to everybody which is great. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, that was the other thing when I was working on the material, uh, you know, there were some nights where I would have those moments of like, well, maybe this isn't the audience for this material, you know, cuz mm-hmm. it is, it is dark. It's mm-hmm. about grief and suicide and therapy and and all of these these darker things that a lot of men and a lot of people aren't talking about. Mm-hmm. And especially when you're going to a comedy club, I was running into to, to to this a lot when I was running that material. I was having people approach me A few times after the show, I had a guy get in my face in Phoenix about how he was in therapy, he was suicidal, and what I was saying was very triggering, and he was telling me how wrong it was, and how I I shouldn't be talking about that, and uh, how he came there to escape, and and, and I I understand all of those things, Mm, yeah, but it makes you think about... I mean, A, we all know how powerful words are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And B, it just makes you think and, and go, well, am, should I be sharing this? You know, right. I, I know how powerful this is. And yeah. so, um, but at the end of the day, you know, I talked to a few people and, and, you know, for a while there, I was giving a warning before I would do that material. Yeah. Um, because it's a good chunk; it's a half hour of, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of yeah. really dark shit. Yeah. And so I would just give them a warning up front. And then the other piece of advice I got feedback from from my community was like, "That's that's more so on him. That's mm. not that's a hundred percent
1: on him. That is him not wanting like having his own shame about having to go to therapy. Yeah, and dealing with it and." Yeah hearing someone be so open about it. It's the same thing with, like, uh, I feel like with um, when people yell at, like, fat people for living their lives. They're just like, yeah. oh, I want to be doing yeah. that. <laughs> i was not allowed to. <laughs> so I feel like that dude is just like, you're out being open about your feelings. I've been told I'm not supposed to. Fuck yeah. you, man. <laughs> right.
3: Yeah, because yeah, it, is, it is hard. You know, I, I hate to even... Uh, preface it like that uh i hate to for it to sound like poor men Mm. but (laughs) but (laughs) as a dude growing up in the 90s in the midwest nobody's yeah i I mean nobody is talking about yeah Yeah. I, i grew up in a small town uh there are no secrets in that town i graduated with 70 kids in my class oh my god there's two or three big factories in town, and mm-hmm. everybody's parents worked there. They worked on the farm. Mm-hmm. There was no, like, oh, my dad's a lawyer. My dad's a... Th-. Yeah. It was, what shift is is your mom working? You know, yeah. My mom yeah. worked two jobs, and they were both fucking factory jobs. Yeah, wow. Um, so it's like, coming from that kind of background, uh, mental health and therapy and all of that mm-hmm. is very taboo. Mm-hmm. And especially back in the day, when I was growing up, therapy was almost like... A thing only the Hollywood elites did in movies. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know? I mean, they even went to an still. analyst. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. Well,
2: I mean, oh. even still, like, therapy's not that accessible, mm. you know? Like, now we've got like these online things where you yes. can do it for a lot cheaper, but even still, it's like somebody working two shifts at a factory, you know, right. or two jobs, factory jobs, when would that person even have time to go to therapy? Mm-hmm. You right. Know? And, like, and that let alone
3: th- afford it. That was the other thing that. I- You know, I I wanted to talk about in the special as well was the accessibility to mental health. And also, going back to why I'm talking about it, it's because of that representation. Like, you have to see yourself in the world. And somebody like that who's working a couple factory jobs who, you know, whatever maybe they've never even heard of that concept. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're surrounded by a bunch of people who definitely aren't going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. not looking into it. Yeah. Uh, I, I doubt that their Google ads are filled with like, you should get help. <laughs> right. Uh, right. So Better maybe... help right next to like their right. gun ads. Yeah.
2: Well,
1: so you maybe know...
3: they come across a special and maybe they see it and they're like, yeah. Oh shit.
2: I think that there's – that's the thing is, like, I think that what you're doing is so important because you're actually making something that is really hard and vulnerable, especially for men, to talk about. And you're a man standing up there talking about it. You're like yeah. – And it's not – there's nothing about you that's like, oh, I don't – you know, what is that? Like, you, you feel like – uh a manly man? That's not what I mean. Like you just—you like. I. It's not exactly what I mean, but you know, Yo. like I don't see you with like a hungry man XL. You know, like right in front. of you. Although I feel like you wouldn't turn down that sponsorship. I, I, I maybe, wouldn't you know? at all. <laughs> but like, you know what I mean. Like, I just feel like it's not. You're not up there. You know, being like. Okay, man. Like, let's listen and let's talk about our right. feelings. You're like, all right, I'm gonna talk about some heavy shit, and you're all gonna laugh at it. Like, I I think it's pretty great mm-hmm. because I think that is. Uh, I think comedy is such a good inroad. Um, one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot recently, uh, I have a friend who used to work in the comedy world as a writer and has since moved into like a completely different realm, but was very successful at what he did in that. And he was like. Just got to a point where he was like, you know, I just don't want to be around unhealthy people anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that was such an interesting thing because for him it was like he was very successful at it, but he would be like in a writer's room surrounded by people who, you know, their job is to be snarky and mm-hmm. sarcastic and, you know, talk shit better than anybody talks shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all of that. And so I'm wondering like. Being a comedian who's now navigating the space of mental health and self care and all these things, like, how do you find that balance? Because I'm sure you're still in those rooms.
3: Oh, yeah. And it's, you know, comics are such ball busters. You know, uh, mm-hmm. even one of my best friends, Ken and I, always, uh, Ken Gar, we always joke around and, and uh, Whenever he talks about doing comedy, I'm like, Oh, I don't do comedy anymore. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I know, uh,
1: <laughs> I do real Z's. That's what I call them. It's real Z's. Uh,
3: I've, I've been calling it dead talks. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like that. I yeah. like that. It is, it's It's yeah. true. Yeah, but it, it's so funny. You know, when you, you know, it, it is hard to be in those rooms because it's hard to break down those walls when you actually need help. Mm-hmm. Um, one of mm-hmm. my best friends who used. Used to write comedy and perform and all that when we when I was at my lowest and we were talking about things and he didn't realize how severe it was he thought I was fucking around or like not right as, you know and since then we've talked about it and he's like oh I was unaware of how serious it was yeah and I was like oh I was telling you I wanted to die yeah he's like yeah I thought you're around <laughs> right. <laughs> So it is hard to break down those barriers, especially yeah. when you are when you joke for a living yep. to be like, oh, no, I really need help. Yeah, because you do. You you Nothing is off limits. Yeah. And the darker, the funnier. Right. And you can only a lot of times you can only share those really dark jokes with other comics because it will sound alarm bells. Yeah. With regular folk. That's
1: <laughs> true. I, I, That's had true. A, I had a moment similar to yours when I was on the road and I called the suicide hotline. And I was also, like, super hormonal. I, had, like, was on birth control. I was also on the road 200 days. Like, I was just a mess. Yeah, yeah. And I had to tell... They were, like, ask me what I did, and I had to be like, I'm a comedian. Like, yeah. how fucked nah. up to tell the suicide person be like, yeah, I'm a comic. And they're like... I bet you have a lot of fun, (laughs) (laughs) I gotta go. I gotta go perform to some college kids in Fayetteville.
3: (laughs) That's so brave. I don't even tell strangers on a plane I'm a comic.
0: (laughs) I stopped,
3: dude. What do you tell people? What's your life? I don't even, I, I, uh, what do I usually say? I usually say that I'm in social media or, like, marketing or something (laughs) like that. (laughs) That way they fuck off, you know? You know know what
2: the best answer is? Because nobody wants to fucking, there's nowhere to go with it. You've heard this, right, on TikTok. Like, just say you're an accountant.
3: Uh well I mean that has a new meaning now because of TikTok right that means you got an OnlyFans yeah oh so yeah I like, didn't know I'm, this I'm an accountant oh my <laughs> and god they'd be like oh really what's your uh... <laughs>
0: What's
2: your handle? <laughs> I'm just not up on any
0: of the
1: I things. just say, like, I'm, I use it like I'm a mortician or something. Oh, That'd be good. I would
2: have way too many fucking questions for you if you were a mortician, though. <laughs> I'd be like, tell me everything. Yeah, but I, mean, I think
1: most people wouldn't. I cremate bodies. That's <laughs> yeah. what I do. I burn bodies. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I work at a pet cemetery. Yeah. Like, that might be a good that's one. A, that is talk a good about one. That is a good one. That's a good one. And then
1: just hand him a card.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Whenever Never
3: your dog pets. I, I saw your screensaver. Whenever he goes. Yeah. You know looked like? old. He looked old.
2: Nobody knows what a stylist actually is. That's the thing. like when I leave LA, if I say I'm a stylist, they're like, oh, you do hair, and I'm like, you do not do. You, <laughs> you don't want me to do your yeah. hair. I want you to know that I don't want me to do your hair. But I, that's one of the things I enjoy about it. Actually, is that nobody knows what it is. So. Yeah,
3: that's, yeah. That's kind of the slight we get as comics when you're like, oh, I'm a comedian. And they're like, yeah, but like, what do you really do? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, is that it? How do you make money? You're like, okay, I, I do jokes. comedy.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I get this. I get a lot of people who don't believe that I'm a headliner. Oh, I'm just wow. like, so do you go with other people? Is that what you do? You tour like with someone else? And I'm like, uh, oh. no, it's just me. Oh, it's my God. just me. Oh, okay. Oh. That's yeah, nice.
0: Wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, so that's are you, are you like, are uh, you
1: hosting for someone? You're the host tonight, right? No, I'm the headliner.
3: No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I will say that there's nothing more, not, nothing kills your ego more than like showing up to the club you're performing and them asking you yeah. for mm-hmm. your ticket for the show. Have okay. you been in that position? Oh, I
1: did this weekend. I had the big, a huge ego bust. Yeah. I was paing a photo shoot. I just was like, well, I could use some extra money. Okay, yeah. wait a second. Friend,
2: you said PAing, but what I heard, I just want you to know at first was peeing. I was peeing <laughs> on a photo shoot. Yeah. That's, That's for it.
1: my OnlyFans. So yeah. I was PAing this photo shoot. It was just like me and two other people. And my friend reached out and was like, do you know anyone who can do this job? I was like, I'll do it. All My festival got canceled. I have yeah. nothing to do this weekend, whatever. Yeah. And the photographer, we were talking about what I do. He's like, you've been in movies. And I was like, yeah, I was in a couple movies. And then he was like, he knows that I was in Bad Santa. He's like, that was a really good movie. I really liked that movie. And I'm like, yeah, I was in it. And now I'm like PA-ing. I'm like holding uh, stuff for you while you take photographs. And I'm like, fuck,
0: man.
3: Fame is so different now. Uh Success in the Mm -hmm. entertainment world is so different now. Um, You know, I, I... yeah, i did the thing on showtime That i'm dying up yeah. here and it was a, a guest starring role which was huge for me at the time and it was a drama series mm-hmm. it's on showtime you know and, and it's uh, such a
2: fucking great show it's a great show uh, yeah
3: and then i'm i'm sharing the screen with brad garrett who's like yeah one of the biggest sitcom stars there is and uh and my buddy came in from new york uh, a week later after it premiered and you know we're talking he's like oh man i bet your phone is like blowing up right now i bet your are like <laughs> He's <laughs> like, oh, you're just getting emails I was like, nah, no, nope. uh, uh-huh. no nobody gives a fuck yeah. However, you look at like fucking Chewbacca mom
0: Who <laughs> like, oh, yeah. tried a Chewbacca mask on yeah. in the car
3: Laughs And she's, I think she wrote a book She oh did Late God, Night did I've never yeah, done Late dude. Night She's like, like, No like, way She's got millions yeah, of followers Yeah, she had a reality show wow. no. dude, really? Yeah Really? It's so yeah. funny that that is fame now Uh you know some 10 year old in idaho who who does the worm and and hits his balls on something and is like that guy's got a fucking 10 series deal on netflix right hosting a prank show and you're like cool man yeah um
2: yeah i've been been
1: doing this for
3: 20 (laughs) fucking years (laughs) right
0: uh, (laughs) well that's like
2: like, i don't know if this is common knowledge or not but there's some uh, yeah i'll just i'll just smooth it out so there's a so lily singh had a late night show on nbc she yeah. did the late i think she late late show i think and it was yeah
1: she replaced carson she Daly. Replaced carson
2: Daly, that's oh, what okay, it was yeah. yeah and uh she they really had to fight to get her to host that show because she's a huge fucking youtube star and she was right. she's kind of like okay but I make more money on YouTube.
3: <laughs> like- That's the thing is, like, you're getting this 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 mix of of uh, it's not a generation thing. It's a it's a it's a career thing where you're getting a lot of people that were making money by themselves mm-hmm. online, whether it be mm-hmm. you know, YouTube or TikTok or whatever, and then they get a, a an opportunity like that with mm-hmm. to work with network TV, and they're like why would I do that? Meanwhile, you have people that have been fighting to get on and have done stuff on network that are fighting to to have that position and they, so you see these, these values are all mixed up now because someone who, again, is just off the street who doesn't, Ever think that they were going to be a celebrity? Has no idea what the value holds in right. and yeah. even guest hosting for Carson Daly right. or a Tonight Show or this or that. Yeah. Meanwhile, you have people that have been literally sleeping in their vans mm-hmm. uh, and not in a cool way, not, <laughs> not in a <laughs> cute oh, TikTok right. way to, to have yeah. that opportunity. And they just those values just yeah. aren't aren't aligned. Do you
1: feel like Do you feel like something that came out of this because you've been doing it for so long and no. you've been in the business that you get to a point where like you just don't give a shit anymore?
3: Yeah, I've never been one to wait for gatekeepers. I've yeah. never done just for laughs. I've never done, you know, any of these things. And when I mean I've never done them, I mean, I've literally, I've never applied for them. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> wow. I mean? It's not like yeah. I've been like, no, thank you. I've just never even <laughs> been like, let me submit yeah. it. I did one time when I was like 23, 24. I was living in Indiana yeah. and, and, not, and I applied then. And then it was like, yeah. Yeah, I just didn't like how it went down and, and, uh, and I just went years without it yeah and since then you know i've done a lot of stuff on my own and i think i think there is power in creating what you want to do because if there isn't something out there that you see yourself doing you need to create it yeah um and that's where the the idea for monsters came in that you Mm -hmm. you were a part of which I, i loved um i love doing stuff like that punched up back in the day was another project that i loved doing and working on it was something that i wanted to hear that wasn't Mm. out there Mm -hmm. and so you just have to create it and again going back to my new special it's like that it was this idea of like yes it's a special it's not an hour long yeah Yeah. it's not you know 17 cameras and tracking shots it's just it's just the material it's it's very uh material driven and 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 uh to, to use a, a more trendy word, it's a vibe. and uh, <laughs> But nobody, it was the things that nobody, not nobody, but a lot of people weren't talking about and a yeah. lot of things that I wanted to hear, I wanted to, to have out in the world and, and yeah. it just wasn't there. And so I was like, well, why would I wait until Netflix Greenlights Until someone gives you permission till, to yeah, do it. Exactly. Yeah. Waiting for permission is just not uh, an option uh, career-wise, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, do the thing you want to do.
2: It doesn't seem like you need to anymore. I mean, I think the lilies no, thing, you have all of that, all these outlets. There's so many examples of people who have done. Shubaka, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. she wasn't looking for it. No. I don't think, you know, it just sort of found her. And she's well, adorable. That's, so that's I mean. the thing,
1: too, is like it sucks as it is that whole like you stop looking for it and then it just kind of shows up. Yeah. Like I've had opportunities from TikToks that were like, this is going to go nowhere. And someone yeah. reaches out or you whatever. You just have no
3: idea what's going to hit and what's not. You never
2: not. know.
1: uh
3: yeah and so you just got to keep creating and keep doing the things that you want to be doing the things that you're passionate about
0: Mm -hmm.
2: yeah that's so interesting to hear the time that we're in because i i going back to the Lily singh example i think that there's this like especially like older generations uh there's this like legitimacy that comes with yeah, you know, oh, she's but now you're on NBC yeah. or CBS or I don't even know what Carson Daly was on. <laughs> well, yeah, we well, it was NBC, NBC, yeah, yeah.
3: We're, we're just trained. It's ingrained in us to when when I was coming up. This, this is my old man talk. When I was a boy,
0: <laughs> when I
3: was coming up, you couldn't get work as a headliner unless you yeah. had, you, you were verified. You had to yeah. be on some kind of network television mm-hmm. program. You had to be some kind of nationwide airwaves, whether it be Bob yeah. and Tom or XM Radio or whatever. You mm-hmm. had to have these credits starting out or else you weren't getting, you'd be featuring for fucking 10 years. They yeah. don't yeah. give a shit about you. Yeah, um, And part of that's moving tickets, but part of that is being verified by the masses. Mm-hmm. Oh, you did Tonight Show? You can headline the Chuckle Hut and fucking nowhere <laughs> Idaho then, sure. The comedy bar. But until then, you can, yeah. you know. Uh, Looney band so, or whatever. Yeah. So when yeah. you've been denied access and that's been ingrained in you for years and years and years, when you see somebody come up through the ranks that has a, a funny, like if Chewbacca mom's headlining the funny bone in Columbus. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck! <laughs> I know
1: it's so frustrating. And here's, I feel like, is that we, as as comics work, we were our own. We like ate ourselves in this, right? Where we were like, yeah, yeah. We were like, I don't need YouTube, whatever. Yeah. And then the YouTubers got up and they're like, well, you know what? They're gonna see them and see that they suck, yeah. and then they come yeah. back to us and they don't give a shit.
3: They don't give a shit. They, they just shit. keep yeah.
1: coming. They'll be like, whatever. They got writers and they keep coming. They keep filling seats and they're gonna keep doing it. So it's just like.
3: You Any know, we just like
1: eat ourselves waiting, waiting for something to happen. Again, I think mm-hmm.
3: we're ingrained with that, that idea of that idealism of has to be perfect. It has to be ready, mm-hmm. It has mm-hmm. to be when meanwhile, anybody with an iPhone is mm-hmm. a celebrity now. Yeah. You have that power. Um, Another great example is that uh, that woman who tried the drink and didn't like oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah! Oh my god! She's kombucha lady. She's so
2: yeah. fucking she's, huge now. She's huge. I can't yeah. think of her name, but,
3: <laughs> but Brittany
2: something. Yeah, Brittany <laughs> something.
3: Yeah, and it's just that it's the power of yeah. your iPhone. Where comedians and actors and and people that have been established in the yeah. business have been trained to think like, no, it has to be a four camera shoot. I have yeah. to get it color corrected. I have to get. And the, meanwhile someone with their iPhone in their car on their lunch breaks, like mm, I don't know if I like Dr. Pepper you can do theaters now <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you're yeah. on code and yeah. get ready yeah. there's <laughs> that
1: one girl I really I actually like her where she just like basically like um, comments on shitty dudes yeah. things oh, I and love has that crazy her. laugh
3: I love her
2: I don't know this one
1: <laughs> Yeah. this crazy laugh and she's, she's just on all like all the red okay. carpets now and all yeah, that. Yeah, they get oh invited all the red carpets it's the
3: gift and the curse right it is and I, and again I think that bitterness or that kind of like hey are they allowed to do that comes with uh-huh. just so many years of rejection of being told no you're not allowed to do this because you yeah. don't have X y and z and now you see somebody come up again right without yeah. x y and z that are yeah. getting the royal treatment treated better than you did when you had x y and z when yeah. you finally got x y and z yeah. and you showed up and they're like yeah we still don't give a shit yeah, about right you right now <laughs> uh,
0: no. but yeah. you're late you're late yeah. to the party uh, exactly
1: yeah. and that's, you already got these 10 viral stars right yes like, okay. that's what it
3: has felt like uh for the past you know five five or six years it feels like you're late yeah, like, yeah. Oh, okay I did this now this should open no mm-hmm. oh that door's locked again <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah there's already somebody in there yeah uh, I mean yeah. I think
2: TLC said it the best when they said please stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to <laughs> yes, you know yes. to quote T-boss right. I mean I do think that there's something to that though too a lot of times people are like still this goes back to that whole thing of like millennials trying to chase the approval of Gen Z yeah yes. I think some of it too is like Stop trying to impress the people who have their backs turned to you and kind of always will. Like, yeah, I, I yeah. think that there's something maybe it's also because I'm like, I'm in my late 30s. So I'm also at this and working in fashion and being a stylist, there's always going to be people who are like, oh, do you know about like, that's my I hate meeting fashion people right. because fucking fashion people are like, oh, my God, did you see the latest from the Gucci show and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, no, I don't. Yeah my they don't none of their shit fits my clients why do i give a fuck what they're doing yeah and and it's not that i don't see those things it's just like that's not what's interesting to me i'm not a trend chaser yeah and that's just not and and that's fine that other people are it's just not my bag but i think that's the thing is you have to you can't just be like Oh well, you know, like what's that, uh, Steve Buscemi? Like, hello, oh, yeah, fellow yeah. teens, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Exactly.
0: It <laughs> is you me.
2: Know. I am a teenager. Yeah. yeah. Well,
3: that's and that's what it goes back to: is creating stuff that you give a fuck about. Yeah. yeah. Create stuff that you're passionate about. Create stuff that you're good at. Focus on the message that you're trying to deliver. Yeah. And that stuff will come. You know what I mean? Like, th- there will be eyes on it, and 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 all of that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the things I'm curious about is like you've you've been doing these shows. Are you you're you're a touring comedian? You do tour. Mm-hmm. You also have now. This is your second special. Mm-hmm. You've also created films. You've created yeah. feature length films. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that we don't know about you that you also create? Like what other oh, wow. creative outlets do you have?
3: Uh man, I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm I'm trying to get more into the world of TikTok, and it it I is. I heard so you hard. like
2: sneakers.
3: oh i do i do
2: (laughs) you a sneakerhead
3: my girlfriend has got me into sneakers yeah uh which is a weird phrase i feel like i feel like your girlfriends hate
2: sneakers oh no i love sneakers are you kidding like the whole sneaker thing i would totally be a sneakerhead if i had that money i
3: i was a dude that would buy a really nice pair of boots and then wear them until they fell apart and then, which is how
2: it should be <laughs> yeah and i was
3: like and people and they weren't like like people like those are great boots i'd be like yeah, yeah these are six years old people yeah. would not know it yeah. you know, it wasn't like i was wearing shitty work boots you know yeah. what i mean like they were nice <laughs> boots and i would just wear them until i couldn't wear them anymore yeah and then um my girlfriend uh she's the dietitian for uh, the la clippers now and when she got a job in uh, the nba uh she mm-hmm. started Showing her personality through her sneakers more because you are pretty much just. You're in, all in black. Yeah. Right? Everybody pretty much just wears the LA Clippers track suit, you know, yeah. kind of deal. And yeah. so the only way that. And plus you're around NBA players yeah. who, I mean, notoriously have the best sneakers on yeah uh, <laughs> the best
2: sneakers come from NBA yeah, players.
3: So, That's and how she's very stylish anyways and so she started rocking all these sneakers and getting them and i was like oh man these are great <laughs> <laughs> and so i started like oh, maybe i'll get a pair here and then it just it, you know she has a. Uh, it's escalated now she has like one of those um uh like display cases oh, in, the, wow. in the closet like you yeah. see on like MTV cribs where they just like yeah. open the doors, and there's like stacks and stacks she says nice. that and I don't have that I, but I've got about 15 pair okay and I uh, feel like
0: wow.
1: sneakers it's such a weird trend because it is literally the dirtiest part of your clothing yes. it will always be the dirtiest part I, and everyone's like I gotta keep it nice gotta keep it nice it's like yeah. it's on the
2: ground yeah it's yeah. almost impossible it's on the ground. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know, the thing I don't like about sneakerhead culture, and I've seen, I have seen some great, I don't know, it could have been YouTube, could have been TikTok, who knows where I'm doing my work, but uh, the videos of shoes that have sat on a shelf forever.
3: Oh, cause yeah. Because those
2: materials, like sneakers are not made to last forever like a pair of boots. Yeah. And so... They just like, you can see the, video. have you seen these of yeah. like the soles dis- just literally disintegrating oh, I had ton- When hands. I was
1: doing a lot of vintage during the pandemic, oh, yeah. I would, I came across, I actually got this very cool pair of brand new Reeboks. I think they were like 1989. Yeah. Oh. Sold those for like 80 bucks. It's dope. Yeah. Um, got them for $5. But a bunch of the shoes I got, all the soles had come off all yeah. the glue had come mm-hmm. off they were like disintegrating and they looked great and then like you touched them and it was
3: just like Phew. yeah I, li- I like the uh the restoration sneakers have you seen these on like tiktok oh. where somebody oh, else yeah. have so a pair that's like 20 years old and they're all dirty you can't even so tell comforting. you haven't the logo oh.
1: watching mm. them clean it oh. Like, oh yeah oh, man yeah, yeah. clean that, talk that's one of the things it. i like about <laughs> <laughs> restoration t- Witch cool. talk <laughs>
2: witch talk witch
1: talk is great they would just use magic to clean (laughs) this
2: put some essential oils on those things (laughs) no I like the pressure wash videos You've oh, ever watched like yeah, a, yeah, oh my yeah. god watching somebody like pressure wash a wall where oh like i thought all you want a shoe i was like what no 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 <laughs> i haven't seen them with a the shoe, shoe. <laughs> no i'm just talking about clean talk now i'm in a yeah. totally There's different so place i know <laughs> it's so crazy no the pressure washing stuff is so if you haven't watched it's so good because it it's instant change and so you're like oh <gasps> 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 yeah. it's so much better i'm so you know it used to be pimple popping now this is it oh, this is pimple, it I,
3: I have a subcategory i want to talk about just to lead into Something about the special. So it was uh, <laughs> uh, I'm on I'm on like a weird like Patriot Church.
1: OK. Oh. OK.
3: Oh, OK. To so see all the wacky preachers out there who are like also super Trumpers.
0: Uh-huh. Yes. Who
3: uh, there's a guy I saw it this morning. Uh, he got a bunch of TikTokers got together. And, and this is also why I love the generation. Uh, that's coming up after us because they actually are creating change you know what yes. i mean like yeah and and even if it's in small doses it's something listen uh, we walked
2: so they could run right <laughs> <It's fine. laughs>
3: but they they this preacher was uh he runs the patriot church and for yep. a bunch of these tiktoks are going viral of him saying that he's going to talk politics in his church and it doesn't matter mm-hmm. and if you're a democrat you're not welcome at his church and, Jeez. you know you're, you're going to hell like all these hateful things and a bunch of TikTokers got together and turned him in to the IRS saying, you can't mix politics and church and you have oh, to start shit. paying taxes. <gasps> oh, and so the video I saw today was him covering his ass pretty much. He's like, I, I told, I called up the IRS and I told him, we don't need your help anymore. <laughs> <And then laughs> oh my God. This TikToker was like, sure you did. And then showed all these like files against him that all these people were you know these petitions and alerts going on about his church and so and i loved it uh and so i i share that to share this even all of the dark subjects that i was talking about on stage suicide the grief therapy all of that nothing was as difficult to talk about than the religion Mm, Uh, yes being an open atheist Mm -hmm. uh the religion in the midwest and and in texas was unreal and uh it was hard to get through it was uh, very off-putting dangerous yeah killed the momentum a lot of nights (laughs) and stuff wow it was so fucking bizarre Yeah. uh, yeah that was like the trigger point I'm up on stage being like "Show I wanted to die yeah, <laughs> yeah, know? and funny. they're like yeah we love it and right. I'm like well God's not real and they're like wait a minute yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm mean, I, you right. come
1: to my city <laughs> and tell me that God doesn't exist <laughs> that get out you know what go kill yourself <laughs> exactly. we'll help you on the way out <laughs>
3: exactly all that empathy and everything they were just like fuck this guy
1: it's well, so
2: crazy. I used to be super, I don't know if you know this, I used to be super Christian. Okay. Did you know that? No. Yeah, so let me just get out of the way right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I went to Christian college by choice.
3: Oh, wow. Yeah,
2: my parents were like, please let this be a phase. They were not into <laughs> oh, it. Oh, I love really? that. You yeah. loved Jesus more than your parents. I think did. I even said this in high school. I think I said this to my mom. I was like, I guess like my generation's rebellious act is like being really religious. She was like, I don't know, maybe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, nerd. She's
2: like, I hope this like changes a fucking loser. I'm a loser. Like, I'm like singer in a Christian punk band, you know. But like <laughs> so it's really bizarre to me because I understand the thinking on the other side. Like I I was actually catching up with my one of my best friends from growing up in Maryland the other day, just sort of shooting this shit and I was like, okay, let me give you the quick cliff notes on my life. Now you give me the cl- quick one on yours. And he's like, yeah, I just feel um, like I'm more myself than I've ever been. Uh, I'm not a Christian anymore. I don't go to church anymore. Yeah. And he even told me, he's like, yeah, there was one day where I said to my parents, you know what I miss about church? And they were like, what? And I was like, nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it's, but I think that there's this thing when you, when you, know what it's like on both sides it is a strange thing because there is this one like I haven't been I haven't been that person for a really long time and so it gets harder and harder for me to relate to what's going on now yeah but I can see I see this like because of how I used to think about things I can see those seeds there like I can see how scary atheists were
3: yeah, like
2: mm-hmm. atheists were were terrifying people.
3: Well, yeah, you get a rap of you know I talk about this on stage. You get this rap of like, oh, you must worship the devil. Yeah, they're like,
2: they're they're intertwined. Holy. Yeah, I don't
3: believe in. The, like, <laughs> <you> know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, you're going to hell. No, I'm not going anywhere, dog. Right? Yeah, <laughs>
1: right. I think that I guess I'll say, as someone who does still believe in something, yeah, I think the thing that would bother me because I've dated a lot of atheists is them being like uh god's not real okay yeah. well i think he is <sighs> well you're wrong and i'm like right all right yeah. well you know what yeah. this is it let's just agree to disagree I, uh, I think the and downtime. you're going to hell right Right. Yeah. 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 Is, that's the thing that does bother me with atheists and, and i don't think it's the say it it's as much as it was I'm, I'm sure like gen x had much more of it oh yeah but it was always like the down talk of like well you're dumb for believing right. in something mm-hmm. you can't see and it's just yeah. like I mean I mean
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and that's why, you know, I, I never want to take that away from somebody if they are yeah. religious, they are right. believing and, and all of those things and, and my, my message is that like just imagine how just imagine all the power that you're giving away to the sky. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. These really devout people. I was watching this documentary and uh, about Christianity and this this church down in uh, I think it was Texas or Georgia, one of the two, of course. <laughs> and um, they were interviewing these people, and there was there was two interviews uh, that really stuck out. And uh, this young woman and this this old guy. And this young woman was a prostitute, a former prostitute, and she just couldn't take it anymore. She didn't like the way she was living, so she asked God to save her. She was at her her end. She couldn't she just couldn't live like that anymore. She asked God to save her. And the, the old guy was talking about hey how he was a gambler for so long mm-hmm. and he couldn't take it. He was losing his life. His kids wasn't talking to him. He got divorced. He lost everything. God save me. Save me. And guess what? God saved them he came to him and, and they turned their lives around oh. and I'm like you did that yeah, yeah. you did you it. did you came to a point in your life where you said I can't live like this anymore yeah mm-hmm. and you're giving that power away mm-hmm. to yeah. God or a god or to the sky wherever you're giving that away to instead of realizing how powerful you are as a person yeah and realizing that if you would turn that love and that energy inward, yeah. Imagine what you could accomplish. Imagine all that love sure. and joy would pour out of yeah. you and you can actually make real change not only in your life, the community, and blah 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 blah. But instead you're going to church every Sunday and you're giving them money and you're wearing a tie and you're like, I'm a good yeah. person. And you're and like, God'll, just, figure, it for God, you know, God'll like, figure it out. God'll so
1: figure it out. It's like no, you can you, you can, can yeah. figure it out. You can figure, out. figure it out. You know what? Why doesn't why doesn't God give you the power to figure your yeah, shit out? Exactly. God's like so, I did you do this. Stop asking me for stuff. I gave you yes. the power to do it and they're just like but that's also (laughs) the difference
2: between eastern and western christianity by the way because like eastern christianity i remember i was in this class in college that like blew up my fucking brain about because i this was a point where i was like i knew i was pretty much done with religion yeah but i was in this class it was a literature and psychology class and so we were reading shit like dostoevsky and talking about it and uh Kierkegaard and like it was it was so fascinating because i remember there's this point where we're talking about like existentialism we're talking about east versus west and Mm -hmm. with the eastern like eastern approach to christianity is very much like your body is a temple that god gave you that you need to you need to fucking take care of it like that's your job yeah and this world is your job and this planet is your job and and your community is your job Mm -hmm. and it was it's so whereas like there's nothing Mm -hmm. about jesus saves you it's like right. no you save things yeah you were given this job yeah take it seriously
1: use
3: the power yeah. of god to do to make these changes yeah. instead exactly of relying on god to make these changes. and i, I also kind
1: of think thing. that that does relate to your special was like in the end you did save yourself right Spoiler. <laughs> Spoiler. he didn't die didn't he didn't kill himself <laughs> it's crazy i really thought he was gonna kill himself <laughs>
3: There is a moment I, in the special where you're I'm like, like oh, he's gonna, he's he's gonna, gonna, gonna do, do it on it. stage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: oh, but gosh. it it is like it is like you, you know, are and whatever, you know, people use religion yeah. for whatever, but like you did save yourself. You did do yeah. what I loved about the specials that last story you told at the end about, you know, let's wait and see. Yeah. And like, um, I just think that the way that you were able to weave that in of like I'm going to do the work. I'm going to save myself. Yeah. And I don't know what's going to fucking happen. I'm going to wait and see.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of times, we not only do we feel like things are need an immediate response but also again mm-hmm. going back to the way we're trained in society is like mm-hmm. you think you need to know exactly how you feel right now exactly mm-hmm. and, and
1: it's black and it's black and white yes it's i need to know right now and then this yes. is forever it'll never change yeah
3: yes that is the other thing it feel there's this permanence of grief and depression that you carry mm-hmm. that you're like oh this is how life is. it's kind of like when you're when you're sick you know yeah. when you have the flu and you start those those last few days of having the flu And you're like, oh, I feel better. Yeah. Mm. But I'm not Mm. better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're like, is this how I'm going to be forever? You have that panic (laughs) of like... Am I going to have a runny nose forever? You know, you have that yeah. last cough for a few days, and you're like, God, yeah. am I going to cough like this for the rest of my fucking life? And you have that panic <laughs> of like, this is who I am now. I have
2: a cough forever. Yeah. I'm just the coughing guy. Exactly. Yeah, and, Exactly. Yeah.
3: And, but depression and grief can feel like that. There's this mm-hmm. permanence of like, oh, this is who I am forever. Yeah. yeah. And it's not. And, and it and, uh, you know, what I like in, the, in saying in the special too is like, even if life is great right now, you're you know you're not you're having the best sex and you've never had this much money and like, yeah. you can't believe this is your life it's temporary yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it's a reminder too. like even when things are good things can be bad yeah so mm-hmm. it's right around the corner but even when things are bad things can be good yeah right? it's right around the corner and stuff like that and i think that's a reminder we have to tell ourselves over and over again that like it's not going to be like this forever
1: yeah mm-hmm. it is very much a wheel of fortune where you're at the top and then
3: yeah you go back to the
1: bottom yeah. and then you go back to the top and you go back to the bottom and
3: also without that you wouldn't know what either felt like you right. wouldn't know yeah. it's good you wouldn't know it's bad you wouldn't yeah. know when you're sad or when you're happy or any of things yeah. if you didn't have that circle of life that keeps kicking you in the dick every once in a while <laughs> right right <laughs>
2: Well, I think that there is this thing of, like, we also live in a time where people start blame searching is such a especially that is a very American concept. Not that that isn't in other cultures, but there are other cultures where blame searching is not part of the game. Yeah. And so it is really interesting that, like, I think oftentimes when we get into this, like, little shame spiral or, you know, you get into your depression hole, it's like uh, there is this thing where you're like, okay, well here's all the reasons here's all the things that are fucked up about me or here's all the things that are wrong. Yeah. Me. And, and it's easy to forget in those moments that all of that is if, if, if all of those things are true, even if everything on that list is true, which it's not right. Mm-hmm. Even if everything on that list is true, all of those things have impermanence if you want them to. Yes. Yeah.
3: Yes. And I think, you know, real change comes from asking yourself those hard questions. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Those questions that even your best friend aren't going to ask you and
0: Mm -hmm, those -hmm.
3: things where you go, am I really happy with this? What am I doing here? What is it? You know, all of those really fucking difficult questions that you don't want to say out loud that's where real change comes from Yeah, because you're not going to change things when you're happy and you're comfortable and you're like, life's great. Yeah. Ooh, how could I be better? Right. <laughs> no, yeah. you're right. thinking like, this is the best it can be. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so it's important to ask those hard questions when things are good as well, mm-hmm. because yeah. that's, that's where, you know, change, real change and all that stuff comes from adversity. It comes from getting, I hate saying, I, I just, I talked to somebody recently on my podcast about, Grief, and he was saying that the the, the problem with message the, the the problem with the messaging of grief is that, um, people talk about it like like they're going through it or you're going to get over mm. it, and grief mm-hmm. is something that you carry with you mm-hmm. and that you learn how to deal with and and live with. And I thought that was such a, an interesting thought, and I agreed with so much because that's the first thing people say to you when you lose yeah. somebody. You know, they're yes. like, "Oh, it's gonna be okay, and you're gonna get through this." I'm not ever going to get through this. Yeah, yeah. like my mom. This is dead just a time, right? And yeah. this is right, I'm always right. going to think about yeah. her, and I'm always going to be yeah. sad, and it, it's a it's a degree of how sad I am, mm-hmm. and this yeah. and that. But it's something I'm going to carry with me for the rest of my life. It's not something I'm getting over, or getting through again, like the flu. <laughs> where right, you're like, right. Thank God I got <laughs> through that. Yeah. Ugh. I'm glad I don't feel sad about mom dying anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it's learning how to carry that with you and and yeah. all those yeah. things. So.
2: I think that it is so much about, it is so much about learning how to live with it. It's also learning how to, I don't know if it's like make peace with it. It's almost like learning how to love it in a way. Like grief is oftentimes, I mean, there's, we have grief for lots of different reasons. So, yeah, you know, candidly about that, there, you, there's a lot of negative grief out there, but if it's the loss of a loved one, like your mother, there is love there right and so it is grief is so much more complicated than I think we give it credit for in that way like yeah
3: it's so layered and you don't yeah. know uh, when it's going to happen that's yeah. the other mm-hmm. thing a, how exciting yeah Woo. <laughs> there's a, there's <laughs> <laughs> when is it happening the romance of grief oh <laughs> hmm. I'm dating my grief <laughs> 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 Fifty Shades of Grief. Oh God! Uh, but there's a there's a story I share in my book about um, going to Coles with my best friend in, in Texas, and he had to return something, and I hadn't been to it. My mother loved Coles, and I joke oh, around. Oh, like, moms
1: love Coles. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Well,
3: if if Coles cash were a real thing, she'd be a multi millionaire. Okay. <laughs> my mother.
1: Where'd you get that? I got it at Coles.
3: Twenty percent off.
1: Oh, it was
2: already two dollars. Oh my God. <laughs> The bragging
1: about oh. discounts. Oh,
3: oh, man. So we would go to, that was like one of the things we would do. She had a Kohl's card. She had Kohl's cash. So whenever I would come home, she'd be like, do you want to go to Kohl's? <laughs> we <laughs> would go to Kohl's and she would buy me very outdated things. Amazing. That I used to love, you mm-hmm. know, here's a Ninja Turtles t-shirt. I'm oh, like, okay, thank you. Yay. I'm 30. Yep. <laughs> uh, so, you know, but you know, uh, anyway, so I had not been to a Kohl's since my mother passed. Matter of fact, I used some of her Coles cash to buy dress shoes for her funeral. And, uh, <laughs> it was a gift. I don't it know was if that's legal, a but gift. <laughs> uh, come and get me Coles. A, a, a gift from beyond. <laughs> um, and so uh, anyway, so I, I had not been in, in a long time and my buddy was like, Hey, I got to return this stuff to Coles. You want to go with me? I was like, yeah, sure. I haven't been in a while. Let's go. And we went in and he fucked off to the return section, uh, and uh and i'm left alone in the men's section i'm walking around and i just remember like having that nostalgia wash yeah. over me and all of those uncontrollable feelings yeah and and the next thing i know i'm just bawling my eyes out mm. in a coals in, a mm. in between like the blenders and the socks There's <laughs> no. always like these weird
2: wiping your eyes with cold yeah. cash like, like, I'm fucking crying
3: yeah. at a coals right now yeah I'm a grown man <laughs> 35, I'm ball uh, <laughs> like and people walk walking by I'm like, these
2: thermal socks, what a deal twenty <laughs> percent off. Yeah, it's just
3: that idea of like you can't control no. when yeah. that happens. Yep. And sometimes grief can be overwhelming. Yeah. That. Mm-hmm. And uh and yeah, it's something that you learn to carry with you and yeah. you're just kind of like, Well, this is
1: And then it yeah. pa- then it passes and you're like Yeah <sighs> Okay.
3: Yeah, and you're sitting in a. The is car there and an auntie in like, the oh, uh, a pretzel
1: idiot. place?
2: Yeah,
3: crying <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that's, that's so fascinating there too, because I feel like grief—the presence of grief—is the moment when we are maybe like the most human. Like, yeah, you know, like we're not.
3: It humbles you. It yeah. humbles
2: you, and also it is something that nobody understands grief, but everybody understands
1: grief.
3: Yeah, it's something that everybody experiences. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the relatability of it. You do know? you
1: feel like you have some, uh, as we wrap it up, do you have some yeah. tips for people who are going through some grief?
3: Oh, man. Uh, grief tips. Self-care. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Get a lot of
2: massages.
0: <laughs>
2: do a face mask.
3: As a dude, I suggest punching the shit out of grief. <laughs> if you can,
2: just...
1: Punch yourself in the solar plexus <laughs> over and over. For yourself again. crying.
3: Punch yourself real quick and be like, Some guy hit me just now. And
1: then, and then tell yourself, oh, I'll give you something to cry about. <laughs> exactly.
0: Exactly.
3: No, it's, uh, I shared this on another podcast. I'll share here. This is um, speaking on that idea of controlling grief. Is like sometimes I will try and plan it out, sometimes I'll make a date with grief. Right? yeah and so if i know it's going to be around my mother's birthday or around my birthday or christmas or something like that i will just know that there is going to be a time when i lock myself away and i yeah. go through old photos and i listen to voicemails and mm. I, i'm gonna be fucking sad and i'm gonna yeah. cry yeah. my eyes out and it's gonna be a whole thing and i want to be alone and i know that and 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 you can process that because yeah. a lot of times we stuff down again, trained in society to mm-hmm. get right back out there and pull yeah. yourself up and you're so strong and be brave and you're like, okay, great. So you just end up stuffing all of those feelings down mm-hmm. when instead you need to be processing that because yeah. that's how you truly learn to carry it with you. And so I feel like make a date with grief, mm. make it, you know, time to actually be sad and process those emotions or else, you're gonna be the guy crying at fucking cold. <laughs> <laughs> you might Getting be overweight. anyway. You might be anyways, but it'll take it'll probably take down the likelihood. Yeah. <laughs> a good percentage of my
1: right. yeah. A short cry. It'll be a it'll yeah. be one of those like you when they're stuck here and go <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those yeah. kind of cries. Exactly. Well, and
2: hopefully that helps you understand and like be more compassionate with yourself if you are the guy who cries at cold, you know? Right.
3: It's it's so interesting too how that relatability too, when you, when you carry somebody with you, you know, I, I see my mother and, and other people all the time, mm-hmm. you know, I'll see somebody at an airport, mm-hmm. uh, an older woman being nice to somebody or, or the way they carry yeah. something mm-hmm. or the, the way they're doing. And I'm like, oh, there's mom.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah. you
3: just start seeing them other places and that makes you feel good and that makes yeah. you feel better. And, and it makes you have a certain amount of peace of being like, oh, I got to see mom today. Yeah. yeah. You know?
1: Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Well, where can people see you, Michael?
3: Uh, All my tour dates and everything are at MaloneComedy.com, and you can check out uh, the latest special, Wait and See, either on YouTube or MaloneComedy.com, and you can also check out the uh, great series Monsters, which Jenny is on, Mm -hmm. and that's on YouTube as well.
1: Yeah. Yay! Yeah, check it out. I saw it. I loved it. Um, It was beautiful, and uh, yeah, I'm always excited to see the new stuff that you do. You're (laughs) like a creative well that just... (laughs) Doesn't dry up. Oh, thank you. But one day it will. (laughs) Oh
2: wow! Look out! (laughs) Wow! Wow! That was so. Put that away. You can't end on that. (laughs) You have to take that back. I don't like Uh, that.
1: You can see me at Jenny's (laughs) (laughs) agreement.
3: You can see my endless wealth.
1: (laughs) Are you shitting me? Look, oh, I no. built a box to cry in. Come I on.
2: <laughs> oh, no. Cat, where can people find you? I'm on everything. <laughs> oh, my God, That's Jenny. Great. It's a, it's fun. Uh, it's fun. Bye, everybody.
0: Oh, Gaudi. Has positive? Has it positive? Has it positive? it positive? Positive.